What's going on, everybody? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you for joining us here at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse. We've got lots of new information today on the highly anticipated Hogwarts legacy after today's state of play. We've got a spiritual successor revealed for Until Dawn. If you remember that game. Oh boy, do I have some thoughts on that, and I'm excited. And we've got a few new release dates on the horizon. This is Busy Sticks, the Geekiverse's all-gaming podcast. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, my good friend, John Fick. John Fick, I love your shirt. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, St. Patrick's Day, so I had to go with green. So I figured I'd go with the uh, the Nook Inc., the little Animal Crossing there. And I figured I'd just complete the the Irish St. Paddy's mass hole look and wear the backwards baseball cap, too. And just look like I'm just like, straight out of Boston at a St. Patrick's Day parade. Just had to do it. That's, uh, you that's have the, nailed it. Yeah, that's the vibe <laughs> today. I'm just, you know, I'm going full mass hole. You've done it. I uh, I am dressed as a, a Sabres fan, which is really fun. It's really fun because it's been a... <laughs> been a, a long time coming you know it's just these last last 10 11 years it's, it's been turmoil up and down roller coaster ride but you know what thank you jack you made the buffalo sabers fun again really Man, few, who would have thought reasons. we'd be saying that especially guys like us who were like totally not against him again that's that's a conversation yeah, yeah. for a different podcast for sure but I've, anyway i i got it today my uh my heritage classic alex tuck jersey came in the mail very excited got the beautiful eight nine there this thing is as pretty as advertised so i'm rocking that got to rock it on the podcast a little bit kevin smith today you know and then we've got uh we've got our friend eric in uh, in the chat on twitch uh that john you appeared on that podcast if you want to give a quick plug for oh that yeah too. pacific revision it's the the best and only podcast hockey podcast i know so check those guys out there uh they're good dudes <laughs> absolutely uh so we talk about video games here on business six why because we love video games whether that's youtube.com slash the geekiverse podcast services around the globe or on social media it's always on the mind but what goes better than beer with video games we're going to talk about what's about to be in our system john i'll kick us off here just because I, I know i'll have show and tell here uh but there's there's a pretty fitting beer for today uh i've got sloop brewings no green beer oh so Got the uh, hazy New England IPA there. Pretty good. 6%. Nothing crazy uh, to write home about. But I do like the advertisement that they've got on the side here. It says, the only green things we added are hops for a 100% IPA pleasure. So uh, definitely a fan of that. I'm a fan of a, a few of the different beers Sloop has come out with over the years. Uh, and that's what I'm rocking today. John, Beautiful. what do you got? Uh, you couldn't have picked a better, uh, a better sweater or the uh, the beer that I'm rocking today. I uh, I've got the Brickyard. I've got the new Top Shelf Cookies. The uh, the the tribute to the one and only Rick Jenneret, where Mama hides the cookies. This is a brand new beer by Brickyard. Uh, I saw this go up on Instagram and I had to find it, so I went out today. What a cool what a cool can. Look at the Sabers logo, the Sabers swords, Beautiful. the headset for 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 RJ. I mean, so so cool. What a dope looking beer. It's a uh, it's a sugar cookie IPA. You know, in in the in the uh, you know the vein of where Mama hides the cookies. So, really excited to try. I haven't tried this one. I just picked this up before the show. I ran out to consumers. I'm like, oh, I gotta get this, dude. That's so awesome. I'm I'm gonna have to take a trip myself because, yeah. of course, we got the great Rick Generate, uh, longtime announcer for the Buffalo Sabers. He's retiring, and uh, we got to celebrate him every every second we've got him. So that is super cool, John. I'm that smells so that good. Out. That smells like a sugar cookie. Well, cheers, my friend. Happy cheers, brother. Day. Oh, just hits the spot, you know. That's great. That's really good. Brickyard, man, they they've got some hidden gems there. I gotta say, yeah, they do. Every once in a while, they put out an IPA. I'm like, wow, that's like, awesome. Uh, this does have lactose in it, so I have to I have to take some dairy pills so I don't die. <laughs> you gotta 
Got to be careful with that for sure. Uh, show and tell. So mine is is, is not uh, nothing too crazy here, but it's so funny. Like we're we're doing a little bit of spring cleaning in the house, and this pops up, and I'm like, I need this to go up into the geek suite. So that I, I call that this is the room where I'm I'm recording, and um, right, it, it's really perfectly made for our show. I picked it up at E3 probably about five years ago, but it's a it's a bottle opener. Come on, right? Like. It's it's so perfect to have on our show that we talk about video games while we have beer. Uh, all it says on it, nothing too crazy. It says E3 Power Up. Oh, that's super cool. Uh, but they they had like a, a shop, much like the Saber Store. You kind of walk in. There's merchandise everywhere. Everything you can dream of. There's onesies. There's uh, koozies. There's bottle openers. So I was like, oh my gosh, this needs to go upstairs. That's the perfect spot for it. So my E3 bottle opener from a few years ago. Is so to. To stay on the, the bottle opener topic, so this is a bottle opener podcast now, that's like my biggest gripe with the fact that everything comes in cans now. And I know that when it comes to distributing beer, cans are objectively the better way to do it. There's no light getting in. They're better carbonation. They hold up better. Cans are better. They're more efficient for breweries to, you know, cost-wise and everything like that. Um, but I've got so many cool bottle openers. I have like this hockey puck that like is a bottle opener. I have a baseball one too. I've got so many dope bottle openers. I don't use them anymore. Nobody makes bottled beer. It's uh, it's it's a bit of a shame. Again, I understand. I like beer. I'd prefer it to be made the best way. So I'm I'm down with the cans. But man, there's a lot of dope bottle openers, and I got a lot of them. I that's the thing. It's like there's things with beer drinking, right? Like there's the the art that comes along with it, whether it's the can or the bottle. There's the new releases. There's the themes behind the releases. That's part of the fun, the camaraderie with it. I, I would add. Having a cool bottle opener to that very fact, or right. maybe you have a, a a koozie that you like that you got at a uh, a show or you when you were out of town, something that's special to you. That, that's that's fun. Uh, so I'm I'm with you there. Like, definitely cans are the way to go. But it, hey, if we got some bottles up here. Don't worry, we got this. Yeah, uh, at least we're prepared. I've got a little uh, like Millennium Falcon one that is really cool. I I, I do too. I have a Falcon one too. Very nice. Almost looks like pewter ish. Oh yeah, uh, it's. I love that thing, you know. Was it, just, was it possibly from Disney? I think somebody gave it to me, and they said they got it from Disney. I have no idea where I got it. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I, I think that's probably where I got it. But yeah. I, I went about five years ago. Yeah, so, that could be it. Let's see. Eric uh, says he's got a bottle opener that was made from an old King's Game used stick. That's super cool. That's awesome. really cool. There's a company that so when I when I uh, when I got married, all of my like groomsmen got these like baseball bat mugs. So they're like mugs made out of baseball bats. They're from a company called Lumberland Co. And they also do bottle openers. So it's like the end of a bat with a bottle opener on it. Super cool. Lightsaber bottle openers. That's a, that's a good call, J Mac. Yeah, sign me up. And specific ones, right? Like if they light up, it's a bonus. Oh my gosh! All right, yeah. make this happen. Uh, so we talked about what we're drinking, but what have we been playing? I got to think we've been playing a little bit of the same. However, I know John's added something new to the stable this week. John, why don't you tell us through what's been in your Switch, your Xbox, your PlayStation, your PC? You've yeah, got that, it all now. The PC, that's what we'll start with. So yeah, yesterday, if you were uh, in the Twitch uh, hanging out, we were playing some Tunic. So Tunic is a uh, top-down, isometric, like Zelda-like game, basically. Think of um, think of your, you know, a Link, a Link between worlds why did, why did i not say a link to the past the more popular one uh link's awakening you know those kind of like top-down zelda games clearly clearly inspiration for this game um the art style is awesome the music is really really good the combat is where i'm like on and off on it's just like 
taking me a little bit to get there. Uh, but it's, it's so far so good. I think I've got about three hours into it. Uh, the, the, had a lot of fun on the stream last night. Uh, I think I'm digging it. I, I, I imagine I put some more time into it. I've, I've watched some of the reviews and I've heard some of the, the, the coverage on it. There's a difficulty spike. The game's going to get hard. And it's already a, a little bit difficult just based on some of these like mini bosses that I've been, I've, I've been dealing with because the combat, like I said, is just like, not what I want. It doesn't feel as tight as I, as I want it to be. Um, and I think it's by design. I think that there's just something I'm missing that has to click, but um, it hasn't clicked yet. And I, I, I'm not loving it. So we'll see. It's gorgeous. The music's great. Uh, it, the, from what I hear, the exploration is what it's all about. Like there's just so many like hidden secrets in the game. The puzzles are awesome. Um, the the game, there's no instructions. There's no, there's no dialogue. There's no voiceovers. You find pieces, pages of the instruction manual for the game throughout the map. So all of a sudden you'll find a page of the instruction manual and it will show you where things are mapped out on. And everything is just like perfectly right place, right time. You'll be thinking like, man, how do I, how do I do this? I know I can do this. I'd love to figure out how to do that mechanic. And then you go into the next room and the next page of the instruction manual is there and it shows you what you should be doing. So it's, it's really cool. Very interesting way to, to show you how to play the game. Like you're collecting pages to this. And it, it is built like, like an old school instruction manual that would be inside of a game case. So it's, it's cool. Um, everything about it so far I'm digging besides the combat, but hopefully that comes around. And again, that difficulty spike might, might steer me away once we get closer to the end game. But at the same time, they also do have an invincibility mode in the accessibility settings. So. I'm digging it and, I'm, and I don't want to get frustrated. Maybe I just pop that on and see and see my way through and, you know, finish the puzzles and keep going. But Tunic, su super cool so far. It's on Game Pass. It's on PC and Xbox. I've been playing on PC so I can stream easy. Um, I say check it out. Dude, I did not realize it was on Game Pass. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't yeah. I? Day and date. Yep. That's, that's super awesome. Uh, I tuned into the stream for a bit. It's gorgeous. Love the art style. Love the... Just the color palette, it's all over the place and it's so well done. It's vibrant. Uh, the music is really, really well done. It's peaceful, yet charming. And you're right, it's got those, those hints of Zelda all over the place. So, from what I saw from you, that, that seems like a game worth at least diving into, right? Because if you're already a subscriber, why not give it a shot? Yeah, for sure. And it's like, like I think it's like two gigs or something like that. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to plan to stream tonight. Let me make sure I get this downloaded. I'm like, oh, it's downloaded already. Perfect. Small game file-wise. And then uh, I, I wish I could say I played some more Horizon, but I haven't yet. I have not really oh, no. driven back. I haven't played much more Horizon. I saw you've been playing. I've seen you on the friends list playing a little bit there. Um, I'm off next week. I have, a, I have a whole week off. Like I'm taking at least three days off and I'm like just pouring time into Horizon. I'm I'm going to I'm going to commit and I'm going to get into that game. It just just been a lot going on and just like I just haven't I don't know I don't even know what the excuse is. I just haven't sat down and played Horizon. So I I'm I'm going to I'm going to make sure I commit some time to that. But uh Well, John, if you recall, I was I was in a similar boat last week when we talked about this and I was like, "Yeah, I've put a few hours into it. I just haven't like charged ahead." Well, my friend, I've charged ahead. <laughs> Love to hear. I it. am Yes. I am about 32 hours in right now. Uh, yeah, for me, like that's a lot. My gosh, because I bow out of these games quick. Um, it's such a 180 for me from the first game in my, my personal approach. The first game, I think I had just so many games that I was like, all right, because uh, I played it a year late, by the way, the original Horizon. So I did not play it at release, and I had this list of games I wanted to get through. So I was playing it, and... Uh, I wanted to kind of just jump through the story missions. So a lot of times I was playing, I was starting a mission behind on where I needed to be from a level standpoint. That is no way to play a game. Uh, 
it's just you're doing a disservice to yourself trying to kind of rush through stuff like that. With Forbidden West, I am doing side missions just for the heck of it. And you're talking to a guy who just doesn't like side missions typically. We've talked about it all the time on the show. And I'm doing them. They're interesting enough. And I don't even care about the story so much. I just want to go and... and it's, it's not necessarily a fetch quest, but a lot of times it's, hey, go talk to this person. And then you kind of help this settlement. Oh, fight this battle for this person. Um, go play security guard for this individual. Like, it's really interesting. And it's a pretty diverse set. So where I do like the side missions is that they all are relatively different. It's not the same four types over and over again. It sounds like you're, what, the hook that got you is what got me with Ghost of Tsushima. It's like, I don't care what the narrative is behind this side quest. I just like playing this game so much. And there's yeah, so many different sure. things to do. The combat, the traversal, whatever it is. I just want more things to do. So like before I do that main quest, I'm just going to get like six or seven side missions done because I just have so much fun playing this game. Sounds like that's what hooked you here with Horizon. I think that's 100% accurate. And what I've been doing is between um, my main missions, I basically will... Just hit everything that's on the way. And that usually is a it, it's a good amount of time to get you where you need to go from a level standpoint. But I've never gone into a story mission and not been where I need to be from a level standpoint. So if not a few ahead. And that has made things way easier, way easier. I'm probably about two-thirds of the way through the story. I believe there's 17 story missions. I'm on 11 or 12 right now. Um, so that sounds right. I think I'll probably get to about 50 hours with this. I am going to go for the Platinum, so that'll take me a little bit further. Um, and then I think I'm maybe about 30% of the way through the trophies. But uh, the main story has been very interesting. Again, I mentioned it last week. My wife has always, anytime she's walking by, she wants to sit down and be a part of it. That's the best part about being in a couple, I think, and in, in playing games is when your your partner kind of sits down and is like, what is that about? Oh, what's going on there? Tell me what happened in the first game in this case. And there's been a lot of that, even to the point where in between those those main missions, uh, Daisy has really had a big interest. So my three and a half year old, she's taking the control. She loves to swim as Aloy. She likes to kind of run around the map a little bit. So if I've got some time to kill, I let her just do that if there's no conflict going on. So Really, really digging Forbidden West. I feel like it's gotten a little bit buried here in the in the last few weeks, especially with Elden Ring. It's it's hard, for right? Sure. It's it took the world by storm. Twelve million copies. Are you kidding me right now? Twelve million Ring. copies sold for Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean, it, hasn't, it had its time. It's not like the, it's not like games like this usually have like long legs when it comes to coverage. So I mean, I've, you know, Horizon got its due for sure. I don't think it was necessarily really trampled by Elden Ring like maybe it was with Breath of the Wild uh, four five years ago at this point. Um, Horizon got its praise, I think. It's just people like me who just haven't had time to play it or haven't, you know, got honestly, this conversation, hearing you talk about it the way like you've been hooked by it is the most pumped I've been to play it since it's come out. Like I, you just kind of, you kind of got me there. I just want to, now I want to start, now I want to start getting into it. This was the ramp up, man. Like you said, you got next week off. You got to sink some time into it. Once you do, like, you're not going to want to put it down. Right. I, I would be surprised if there's at least, not at least one day where you just play that all day. <laughs> Like it's going to happen, nice. um, and it it's great. It's it's so much fun. And another thing that I think is really enjoyable about it, I think like Tim Talbot would enjoy this part, is filling in the map. Like it's a big cloud when you get it, and where you go, that's where things clear up. Or if you like climb one of the tall necks, that's where it, even more of the map will reveal itself. I think so. It's funny for a few reasons. Real quick, last thoughts on Horizon. Um, first of all, John, you've talked about not playing Mass Effect, and I've, on the uh, flip side, being a huge Mass Effect fan, have said I'm I'm worried that you'll play it and not like it because it's it's kind of old now. 
even with the the um the collection that released last year the legendary edition i forgot that a lot of what i like about horizon stems from mass effect it's the it's how you approach your characters it's how you talk to everybody it's the same dialogue system in mass effect however everything matters like you sway the game relatively heavily at times based on what you say to people horizon not so much and that's not a knock on the game it's just not that type of game mass effect it's really choice driven um so i kind of am gonna rescind and i think you should try mass effect at some point okay even if we'll you see. don't like it you got the pc now so right that's true it's, it's on it's you know, on ea play man i got it's a world of potential here with the pc and i it's like i haven't had access to all these games it's just in a different room now it's like a, you know a room that i find myself in you know more often i guess in the living room nowadays so yeah we'll see for sure i i do think i that this is one thing i was thinking about when i was playing horizon like you've i've changed my stance on that i think you should play mass effect give it a try at some point when you're you're in a lull um i had another thought on horizon that i i don't know where i was going but I got to say, I've really... and Oh, yes. Uh, you and I both respect, I think, and like the direction in a game like The Witcher 3 was going, but started it and really didn't get very far. Overwhelmed. Does the map just, just... How far do you have to zoom in to even spread out some of the, the bullet points on there and the, the logos? This, it's not like that. This is perfectly balanced with Horizon Forbidden West because I want to see the whole map. I want to get to these side missions that I wouldn't give a crap about previously. But it's it's not all on top of one another. It's spread out. You get to walk around. Even so, it feels attainable. I think for me, that's a really important thing as a player. I have to feel like I can attain 100% or at least have some semblance into getting deep into this game, whatever that means for you. I know some people have played Skyrim for hundreds of hours. That's not me. I, I kind of like to play a game that's it doesn't have to be linear, but it's got an end in sight. That's kind of how I feel about Horizon. However, once I hit that end, I feel like I could just go and spend however many hundreds of hours I want in this world when DLC comes and extra side missions, all that. It's just, it's a really nice culmination. I know I went off on a tangent there, and I, once you you get into the game, I'd love to do kind of a, um, a review of it and sit down and even spoiler cast this thing, because I, I sure. think it's really important that we do. But uh, that, and then I have been balancing a little bit of Breath of the Wild uh, back on Switch, but it's really mostly been Horizon at this point. That's a tough balance right there. That's a really tough balance. I know that you know Breath of the Wild is obviously a Switch game, and that's portable, and that's your couch game or whatever, but that's that's tough to do, those two. Even, if not even just because of like the control schemes. I find myself like struggling with games that are similar like that. Um, like when, when Horizon first came out, I was still in the middle of uh, Pokemon Arceus. I was in, in those games, are they're, they're so similar in terms of like the gameplay. You're running around an open world, you're dodge rolling, you have like an attack system, and all of the buttons are different. And I just was infuriated. So like even stuff like that, trying to balance two similar games is just tough. It is difficult. I went back into Breath of the Wild one morning this week and I was like, I don't know how I dodge. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I, why am I, totally I forgot? Why am I sprinting yeah. with X? What is happening? <laughs> totally forgot. I was like, yeah, this this is the problem with balancing those games for me. But I'm trying. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, on the on busy sticks, we like to ask a question of the week. Uh, get the community involved on social media. Our last week question of the week. We said, "Happy belated Mario Day!" Right? It was March tenth. What is your favorite all time Mario game? We got some good comments in the Buffalo Games Buffalo Game Geeks uh, page, John, uh, from our friend yeah. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> 
Jimmy. Oh, he says, oh, you know. Oh, we know. We know, Jimmy. But we, I told I you we're not gift. talking about it. I got the gift of the sun there. So, my, yeah. I want, did you start the game? I feel like you did. I played like like uh, about an hour of Sunshine. I just wasn't digging it. I wasn't digging it. And it's not, it's not to say that it's never going to happen. Um, it's a Mario game. I, lo- I love Mario games. Sunshine just wasn't doing it for me when I, when I started it out. So, sorry, Jimmy. Can I ask why? Because I have not played it. Uh, the environment didn't really like. So the environment didn't really get me into it. And uh, what was like the biggest issue? I it just wasn't grabbing me. It just wasn't fun. I just wasn't digging it. I, I really don't have much. Like I don't have like a specific reason. Like the environment was just a little bland. Like it's it's Mario Sunshine. You you imagine like these tropical beaches and like these awesome these awesome tropical environments. It, I wasn't getting that vibe. I kind of felt like I was in this like weird city. Like almost felt like a weird like Roman city with like this like water goo all over the place that I just had to suck up. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And then like I played like the the I played the one of the first like like areas, and I just didn't didn't dig the structure of the way the areas were. It was just a culmination of things where like it just wasn't grabbing me. Like I just came off of, man, I probably just came off Odyssey at that point when I tried it, and oh, it just wasn't man. it just wasn't what I wanted. So I like I'll go back eventually. We'll we'll see because I'm still trying to play through all the Mario games that I missed uh, in in the past. Um, and Sunshine's uh, it, it's something I've certainly missed on that list. But you know the the hour or so that I spent with it, it wasn't for me. But so I that collection came out. I uh, I started with Mario sixty four, and it just didn't. Uh, listen, I know it's legendary. It didn't. It didn't hold up. The controls oh. are terrible. I, so that's what that, that's funny that's one that i can go back and and that must just be muscle memory because i think you, you, you're probably right those controls are dated but for me it, it just plays like butter just because i'm so used to the game i just spent so many hours playing that game as a kid and then again on like the ds version like i've played so much mario 64 that just feels natural to me i know it's sacrilegious but i was like i can't i can't get there and it's my fault i missed it when i was younger but um yeah that didn't oh so you've never like actually played it You've never, no, that, oh, dude. That was my. That's that was tough. my first dive into Mario sixty four, and it just. I was like, I'm not. I'm not gonna get there. So I didn't go to Sunshine, but I knew. I knew I would like Galaxy. So I went there and I, I finished that totally. I just loved every minute of it. Now I want. Now I want the sequel. Give me that remake or port. I guess is more accurate for Galaxy Nintendo. two. Yeah, is that like yeah. one of the only? Oh, that's not a Wii U game. It's a Wii game. I was gonna say, is that one of the only Wii U games that didn't make its way over? But that's a Wii game. Yeah. It was, I think, towards the the end of the cycle there. But yeah. um, Galaxy, I have not touched, or not Galaxy, Sunshine, Sunshine, I have not touched, and I am going to at some point because I gotta, I gotta see what it's about. But yeah. anyway, Jimmy Stewart, uh, that's that's his favorite game. Jimmy just got um, a, he just got a Mario Sunshine tattoo over over the last this last week. It's it's actually really serious? really dope. And then that's what else? Yeah, he did. He sent it to our, our group. group. Oh, yeah, gosh. we sent it to our group. He sent it to our group chat. It's awesome. Um, it's really, really well done. And, like, that's the thing about Sunshine is, like, the art around it and, like, the things that I see about Sunshine look so sick. I have this, I have, like, my one of my favorite sweatshirts you've probably seen on the show before is a Mario Sunshine sweatshirt. I've never, I barely played the game, but I love, I love the, the vibe that it's supposed to, you know, supposed to give off. Just, like, the first hour of the game does not give off that vibe. So. I love that so much about you, John, because, like, people can see you that don't know you in public with that hoodie and be like, that is so beautiful. I love that game too. And you could be like, Oh, thanks. But nah, nah, I hate the game. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> don't put though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris in the chat. Yes. Tick. Alex tick. Tuck, man. Tick. tick. Alex tick. The attack of the, the clone. Uh, also. Hi. Hi, Josh. <laughs> uh, Courtney, Courtney thick. We got from uh, Facebook. 
Super Mario Brothers U. Yeah, that's what. So that's my wife. That's what she's playing right now. Uh, she she's been she's been really digging the Mario games. Like she she's tried out Super Mario 3D. I always get Land and World confused with the 3D S version. I'm pretty sure it's Mar- Super Mario 3D World. It is. Um, she tried that one out and she was digging it, but it was a. Uh, it, it's a little tough because that, that's like a. It's like a. It's a two D Mario game in a three D setting. There's a lot going on. It's like there are these kind of like semi open worlds, and that was her first Mario game. So I'm like, you're you're enjoying this, you're, you're digging it, but let's get you let's get you going with a two D Mario game. I think that's going to be more your speed. You're going to struggle a little less. Yeah, Courtney says three D is too hard for her. Um, I think like. I think now that you're, you know, you're getting the mechanics down with a Genie Mario game, you might be able to go back and it might translate a little better, but we'll see. So she's been digging uh, the, what's, what's the title of that game again? Super Mario Brothers U? Yep, you yeah. got it. Um, that, that one, I've got to jump back into. Uh, we got Rob, who says 64 is his favorite, and then Bill. He's got the right answer. It's Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. That's it for me. Odyssey is my answer to that question. Yeah. All right. This, yeah. Yeah. Odyssey, and I want a sequel to that. I'm ready. If cool. not for a replay of the original. <clears throat> Fair we'll enough. <laughs> Elden Mario 3D Scrolls. I like it, Jeez. Josh. This week's question of the week. We oh, you don't care about my favorite Mario game? Doesn't matter. I thought, I thought you, you already mentioned it. What did I say? I don't know. I didn't say one, did I? <laughs> Last week, Odyssey. <laughs> No, I told you my story about Odyssey. We were talking about Switch experiences. I thought you said it was your, I thought you said it was your favorite. All right. All right well, okay. Well, well, you know what? Spoilers. You know, it is my I favorite. Don't care. Now we're going on. It is my favorite. Okay. So, yeah, it is. So, yes, Odyssey is my favorite, but Super Mario 3D World is. It's close. Me playing that game over the the last couple of months that I that I've been playing it, and like, act, it's the first Mario game that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna 100 percent this thing. I'm going to get, I'm gonna every to every level, I'm gonna get all three green stars. I'm gonna get top of the flag. I'm gonna get the stamp, and I'm gonna beat everything in the, in the game. And I got all the secret levels beat too. So I spent so much time with Mario 3D Worlds that like, it, it's close to Odyssey just because I liked it so much. But Odyssey, there's just something special about the the level design, the 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 way they shake it up. There's just there's 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 too many special moments in Odyssey for me to not give it uh, the number one spot for me. But I'm glad you asked. Thanks, man. Anytime. Before I was so rudely interrupted, I was going to talk about this week's question of the week. Uh, what did you think of today's state of play for Hogwarts Legacy? Hit us at facebook.com slash the Geekiverse. We want to hear your thoughts on that. What did you think of today's Hogwarts Legacy state of play? We're going to get into the news here a little bit, including some Hogwarts Legacy discussion. But first, John, kind of a, an unexpected drop, I guess, for me. It was off my radar. We're getting a game called The Quarry from yeah. Supermassive Games, which is really the spiritual successor to Until Dawn. Right, so yeah, if you're if you're a video a uh, video viewer here on YouTube, you can see the trailer playing right now. I just got it in the background for some visuals, but yeah, I was not expecting to see this. Uh, um, uh, what's the Supermassive, right? So you just said Supermassive, that's the studio. Um, as it pops up on the screen for me too. They uh, they took a little different approach after Until Dawn, and they started making those uh, those like Tales of Madan games or whatever, or maybe that was the name of it, but the name of one of them. Um, but they they like these little these little smaller experiences that were all kind of all the same under the same umbrella, and none of those really seemed to to click. Uh, and I'm glad they're kind of getting back to the roots here with uh, with a full fledged game. It seems like I mean you've got like J Mac in the in the chat says quite the all star cast here. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, Ariel Winter from Modern Family. Like, you, you need to like watch this a few times because you blink and you'll miss somebody. Right, David Arquette. Uh, yeah. Like, like what? 
what is happening there? Um, Brenda Song, right? She's uh, she's hanging out in here. Brenda Song. Those are, oh, the dude from um, yes. the uh, he's on the screen right now for Watchers. Uh, Detective Pikachu, Justice Smith, the lead from that uh, movie. Yeah, that's uh, there. Ted Raimi, like go down the list. It's right. kind of incredible. You could uh, Google this or, or go right to IGN. They they've got a really nice write up on this. Yeah. Um, the the so until dawn, if you if you don't know, it was a PS4 exclusive, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. That game I loved. It was so in the vein of what you'd get from like a Quantic Dream game, like a Heavy Rain or uh, Detroit Become Human, and it basically it was a, a take on a teen horror film, like a cheesy teen horror film. And a that game, yes, that had so many big names in it. Oh Man. my gosh, him Panettiere, uh, the guy. Oh my gosh, Irobot. What's his name? <laughs> I can't think of his name either. The, the lead from Irobot. Yeah, all right. Played Freddie Mercury. Oh my God, it's on the tip of my guy. tongue. <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm not thinking of that right now. I mean, th- like that game was so good. It, if we talk about the quarry, it's it's basically a lot like that. Uh, director Will Biles told IGN that each character has so you play all the characters basically in the game. You're not just one. Each character has ten to twelve different potential deaths. He said the quarry is like a circular story, and each one of these characters is a spoke heading towards the middle, meaning any one of those spokes can be broken without affecting the rest of the narrative. So I find that very interesting. I can't wait to see this play out. Yeah, this is... By the way, we don't have to wait very long to get it. Right. June 10th, everybody. Yeah, that's... that, that's a lot. I would have said, "Hey, give me this in October." No, I, love, I mean, yeah, that's when you would, you know, that's when that's when you like it. But uh, you know, the spooky season. But man, I'm so pumped for this. I, the, yeah, the 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 little bit about like having multiple different ways to die. Until Dawn did not have that. The Until Dawn's, you know, their the gimmick there was like, okay, you may everybody might die or everybody might live, but they only had one way to die. So I'm very curious to see how this could play out. It sounds like it's going to be a much bigger, at least like much more branching experience. I'm just so pumped. Until Dawn, I I love horror in general, but like the the creepy, like night in the woods, um, like jump scare, but also pretty campy slasher eats style horror is like my favorite favorite genre. So like Until Dawn just hit perfect for me. That's one of my. That's honestly like up there with one of my favorite games like of the PS4 generation. So to get a, a spiritual spiritual successor and have it look like this, I'm pumped. That's gotta be. I mean. I don't know if I want to put a number on it, but it's one of my favorite PS4 games. As it's well. up there. It's so unique. It's I mean, again, you can you can you can point to your your Quantic Dream and your other walking simulator games, and like yes, that that style of game exists. But to take like such a a beloved horror genre, this this campy slasher film, and translate it so well to uh, to a game, it's, it's 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 it was it was awesome. And this looks like it's going to be in the same vein. And they're doing it again. I mean, look at this trailer. It's gorgeous. I, yeah, honestly. I expect a fair amount of the gameplay to look like that as well because oh, it's, it didn't until the I, I guarantee it's all going to be gameplay. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't even transition between cutscenes. It's just all in-game stuff. And Eric in chat, dude, I love that that you go there too. Every time I see David Arquette, I think about him doing wrestling. That, that's <laughs> WCW champion David Arquette. Yep, that's what I remember him from too. Ready to rumble, man. Yes. What a cast! Just totally awesome to see. Can't wait to watch this trailer again. Um, John, did you see the phone that they were using, by the way? No, I didn't. <laughs> Why? Well, let's just say it looks like someone's using a Galaxy in there. I'm just saying. Oh, Watch boy. the trailer in the middle. They take a picture and they zoom on something. And I'm like, oh, like oh, the, the, the camera app? Familiar. Oh, yeah. Got it. Yeah. How about why, why, why was, it, was it really fuzzy? Is that why it looked familiar? 
I was waiting for your smart ass comment. You get out of here, you son of a gun. You started it. <laughs> uh, That's it. Look, Tim agrees that the phone looks awesome. I agree. Thank you, Tim. That's very nice of you to say. Not necessary, what? but I appreciated it. I so Jamie Mack is saying it's also being worked on visually by the same people who technically did Thanos. Oh, interesting. Tell. Yeah, that, uh, I, I, I don't know I'm about sure, that. I assume you're talking about like the the CGI studio. Who, uh, I mean, the, the CGI work looks insane. I'm just scrolling through the trailer right now for the Twitch chat. Look at David Arquette right there. Looks better than him in real life. That's an, that's incredible. <laughs> yes, a good looking, uh, good looking 3D model right there. But yeah, that's that's super cool. I'm I'm pumped for this. I can't wait to can't wait to dive back and do another full. Uh, I keep wanting to say Quantic Dream, but it's super massive, like a full experience from them. Because again, the Until Dawn just hit in such a special way. Can't wait. Sounds like uh, about a 10 to 12 hour experience. That's pretty great. You can go through this numerous times so that you can get presumably different endings and outcomes. Um, and yes. it was super obvious that you were going to come there with a CGI comment. Like I was going to say it, but I didn't want to ruin it. So thanks a lot for doing it anyway. Perfect. But Joe, you, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, one, of the, one, one of the funnest things about being in a couple and like having games around is being able to like share that stuff. And when it stops someone in the tracks and saying like, oh, what is this? That's, that's the experience that I had with Courtney with, uh, with Until Dawn. I played it by myself uh, the first time. Like I think I played that game in two nights. Like It came out and I just crushed through it in two nights. But uh, all of a sudden, one of these days, I was just like, wait a minute. You should, you should sit down and like play this with me. You might dig this like you can make decisions it's like really slow she never really messed with games much so she loved it and then we even had some friends over and like we had it was uh you know trevor like trevor and his now wife were over and the four of us were just sitting in my old room my parents house back in the day in 2014 or wherever this came out and we were just playing this game for hours just like stopping shouting out decisions like lights off it was so much fun and I, and I had a I had a few experiences like that when I was in uh when I was in training when I was working at Apple they sent me out to California for training and I was just with a group of people and I brought my PS4, and one night that we didn't go out, we just played Until Dawn, and it, was, and it was that same situation. We were just all in a room, lights off, everybody's talking about decisions, do this, do that, do that. So, like, it's it's not a party game, but it is, like, definitely a game to play with other people and, like, make those decisions and just, like, get scared together. So much fun. So, John, you bring up a really good point there. I don't... I'm just checking the article real quick, because I saw this today, and I can't remember if this was it... Bear with me one second here. Because there's group elements and you can play it online. Um, Interesting. Okay, so it's not it's not in this article, but basically, to paraphrase, like you can play online, but the people you're playing with, it's a group decision. I yeah. love the idea of that. Got it. Uh, like, so everyone's got, it's obviously not super intensive on the gameplay, but I don't care. That's a blast to be able to stream and play together and say, oh, 65% voted this way. This is the way we got to go. Um, and then- Okay, so like stream related. I know that some of the other ones that, that they were like some of these other PlayStation games that they were working on had like those elements too, where like you can have a group of people vote on that stuff. Um, I wonder if there's like actual co-op though. Do you know if there's any of that or is it just this? Yes. That there's would- also co-op. That would be a fun Geekiverse uh, game to tackle. That would be sweet. You and I playing that? <laughs> Dude. Hell yeah. I when I when the Until Dawn came out, I want to say I played it. I think that game came out in like August of that year. It was a weird, yeah, it was a weird month for it to drop. Just like this one. Like like June, right? And uh I waited till October because I was like, this is my Halloween game. I always save one scary game for October. And I like I did not want to play that game while I was home alone. <laughs> I was like, I need Lauren to be home, even if she's not watching with me. It's just it's it's the perfect amount of jump scare. 
That's funny. Um, I, dude, I remember my, um, until dawn, like that hit me, dude. So it was, I, it was back when I was working at Apple and I was working a retail shift. So like, I, you know, I had random weekdays off and I remember waking up on, on an off day and like just thinking, man, I really want to play like a new game. I have no game I want to play. I just want to play a new game. And I opened up like the PlayStation app on my phone and it was like the day until dawn came out and I had not really heard much about it. So like, I, I didn't really know what it was, but I'm like, wait a minute. This just seems perfect right now. This is just like a single player narrative game. I'm looking for something new. I'm going for it. I remember just like going out, grabbing some food and like coming home and just playing that game all day and then just beating it the next day. So cool. That's that's so awesome. I, I'm i hoping for a similar experience with this one just for what we got with Until Dawn. And um, this was such a pleasant surprise today. What? Always, it's, the good news comes out on the day of Busy Sticks. It's We should record every day. Every single day. I like it. All right. Start <laughs> tomorrow, folks. Daily gaming right. show. Who would have thought it? I love it. Coming June 10th, PlayStation 5. PlayStation 4, Xbox series of systems, and PC, of course. Uh, another little tidbit here. Uh, I love this series. Kind of flies under the radar, but it sells well enough to basically have a new iteration every few years. Sniper Elite 5. We knew this game was coming, and we knew it was going to be coming to Game Pass. But this is also on the way very soon. So my, my springtime slash early summer is filling up quickly. May 26th. Rebellion has announced on Twitter that Sniper Elite 5 is launching. It will be available on Xbox Game Pass at launch and will also receive a release on PS4, PS5, Xbox series of systems, including Xbox One and PC. Sniper Elite 5 is set in France 1944 with players taking part in a U.S. military operation along the coast of Brittany. It features a secret Nazi project called Operation Kraken, like the Seattle Kraken, that threatens to end World War II and defeat for the allies though so, sniper elite five that article by the way again from ign.com uh john have you had much experience if any with this no i've never played a second in one of those games i know i like for me it was always like uh until i realized that there was a, such a, a a big following and that people really dig those uh those those, those style of games i always thought it was kind of like a knockoff like like a tier shooter that that was kind of like shovelware and then i realized oh no there's like a hook to this and people love these games i just i just never never have tried them out yeah, it's uh so Sniper Elite V2 came out I want to say like 2012 and that was the first one that really really emphasized the kill cam. They they slow down, it, it gets graphic and it was it was executed beautifully the mechanics of that game, the story and it did well enough to garnish uh Sniper Elite 3 I want to say in 2016. And that came out and it did well, critically sold well. We got Sniper Elite 4, so on and so forth. So it keeps going. They keep porting the older games back to that Nintendo Switch. And um, I got to say, they're, <clears throat> they're pretty tight shooters. Like This is not your online shooter that you want to go play. Plenty of better options for that, even though this is not a run and gun. This is very unique. This is more stealth. This is more scope out your surroundings. You want to snipe, as is in the title. But uh, these games have always had a special place in my heart. My dad loves these games. And by the way, I want to just give a special shout out to him. My dad is possibly the Geekiverse's uh, biggest fan. He he created a Twitch profile just so he could follow us on here. So thank you, dad. That's my awesome. Dad, Let's go, Mr. Leroy. Yeah. If you see him in there, I don't know if he's in here. He hasn't jumped in the, the text chat yet. But dad, we, we want you in the chat. He's Mr. Coffee with a K. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So dad, dad, we love you back. Hope, hopefully we'll get you some, uh, some comments in there. But uh, my dad loves the Sniper Elite games. Those are always a day one purchase for him. So that's kind of been a, a fun father-son release. Uh, we'll be getting that. We'll probably still buy a physical copy just because we like to have the collection still for a select few games in the physical media form. 
But uh, yeah, May 26th, that's coming out. You can check out the trailer that is live right now if you just Google that. Uh, and again, on PlayStation 4, PS5, Xbox Series, and one and the PC. Awesome. So we have some really big news today. We have uh, a Hogwarts Legacy dedicated state of play. We got nothing else except for Hogwarts Legacy. This was it. Been a long time coming. We knew this game was coming uh, in 2022. They've been adamant that that has been the release window all along. So we actually got to see about 14 minutes worth of gameplay here, as well as some of the mechanics, what we the did. backdrop is, what the gameplay looks like in terms of graphics, and then some of your RPG mechanics. I'll say this, John. I feel like we got a lot of the run-of-the-mill run basic RPG mechanics and systems for what this game will be. However, I myself, and I think a huge legion of Harry Potter fans would agree, we didn't need anybody to reinvent the wheel. We just wanted a Harry Potter RPG here. And man, this this looks like it's it's going to live up to expectations. You're more well-versed in this topic than I am. I'm going to pass it over to you. Tell me your 101 on, on how you felt after you saw the state of play today. I'm pumped about this. It looks good. It looks, for some reason, it looks better than I thought it was going to graphically. I don't know why. Like, I, I think I just keep thinking back to that old leak from like five years ago, that like random, uh, that random leak that popped up. Um, the game looks gorgeous. It's a Harry Potter RPG. What more could you want? Um, I'm just so curious about some of the mechanics, man, like the, the going to class and stuff like that. I, I wonder and I hope that it works kind of like Persona, where it's like if you spend more time in this class, like your proficiency here goes up. I hope there's relationships with these other, these other characters. It's like if you spend more time with this uh, character this proficiency goes up i hope it's i hope that's the way they're going about this because like persona persona built the built the the textbook for for how to make these like going to school games and how to spend your time and what that means for the gameplay and for the rpg mechanics i really really hope that they they take those uh take those mechanics implement them here we'll see um the gameplay looks cool i thought the like i wasn't really sure how like combat and like magic and wand play was going to work in a in a video game I and mean, like it, it's it's very i don't know it's, it's very it's very situational and you, when you see these movies it's, it's not like people are just getting in fights randomly and it's not like things just randomly pop up for you to take down with your wand very situational it, you know there's context involved so i was wondering like how the combat was going to work um they seem like they answer some of those questions here there, there are seemingly some random encounters with creatures and stuff like that um but there's you know there's dueling in class there's there's so much going on um we saw a lot but i still don't necessarily know what the core gameplay and like how the rpg mechanics are going to work um so i i'm sure we'll get even more we'll probably get some write-ups i bet that explain that stuff a little more um I'm excited. I, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so this is something that's been on my radar for a while. We'll see. Uh, again, just please hit those persona those persona notes when it comes to like the like relationship building and like going to specific classes and stuff like that. That's what I really want. I agree with you on the visual standpoint. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but thinking this is such a big game, like I just have the propensity to be like oh it may not look as good maybe there's corners that are cut yeah it seems like it's going to look very good if today's trailer or uh gameplay is any indication and just watching through here some of the uh, stuff in the classroom and even the facial expressions like this seems like a very laid-back chill game and that's fine i don't need a huge high high or a fast pace excuse me high octane rpg this seems like it's going to check off those boxes and uh, taking place in the 1800s you're going to be able to to play with some established lore already for harry potter while kind of almost crafting your own story which you know me i'm kind of like the guy that i've always said no tell me, tell me what your the story, story is. yeah but 
I think it's going to be a guided customization, if that makes sense. I agree. I'm, I'm sure they they have to. I mean, it's a it's a it's a Hogwarts story. It's a it's a wizarding wizarding world story. There's got to be something there. There's and again, I assume it's canon too. So they really, they really have to be telling you a specific story. So I guess we'll we'll see there. But I, I'm with you. I don't you know I, I like I like crafted stories. There's nearly headless Nick. If you're uh, if you're watching on the the video here. That's that's one of like that that's when they specifically said like yeah you're gonna get some uh, mostly mostly new faces but some old basically so we'll see. So J-Mac, I think it's can I don't know for sure but I would assume so. John, in terms of what we saw today, does this move the needle for you at all from where you were prior with this game? Do you need to see more before you say this is a day one purchase for me? You know, tell me where you're at. It's an interesting question because move the needle implies that maybe there's any kind of skepticism behind me buying this. There wasn't. It's a Harry Potter game, like an RPG, triple A. Like I was gonna, I was probably gonna buy it no matter what. Um, it did move the needle in, the, in terms of my excitement, though. It, it really did get me more excited. The game looks really, really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, like I said at the top, I just wasn't really sure what to expect, and it seems like it's gonna be pretty. Uh, pretty in-depth and it looks looks gorgeous and I, I just love living in this world so you know give me an excuse to do that with a controller and, and i'm in i really like the premise crafting your own character really telling that story and painting that picture so to speak it just is again as we're watching the trailer here it looks really nice yeah the uh, uh the story hook that they keep talking about it's like you 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 have discovered some type of magic that the the professors and the people around you don't know about. So like, I'm just curious as to what that means and how they're going to, you know, how that ties into the future. Cause if this is, if this is in the 1800s, well, whatever magic that you found out, you know, that has to be something that's established in Harry Potter, I would assume. We'll see. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a world I'm looking to spend more time in. And I, I've said in our group chat for the Geekiverse, I'm kind of more of a casual Harry Potter fan. This will be a nice, I think, gateway for me to spend a little more time in that world. Um, I think it's going to be a day one for me. I've got to see what's coming out you know, for the rest of the fall here. That's how it always um, goes. I was a little bit surprised that we didn't get a release date for this. I'd like that we didn't, in a sense, only because I think companies are starting to wisen up here and they don't want to have delays as often. And delays are only caused, really, when you put a date on something. So they said holiday 2022. I was predicting December. We'll see. It's going to be right around there. Hopefully, it doesn't get pushed anymore. Seems like it's on a good path here. And uh, this could really... I mean, Harry Potter's already a massive IP, no doubt about it, whether you're talking uh, books or film or media in general. But in terms of video games, this is going to be something special, hopefully, for, yeah. for that franchise. Right. Almost kind of reminds me of like a, a Fallen Order. Like it's like, you know, this is the uh, this is the breakthrough Harry Potter game and, you know, this current gen, these current type of games. Like, sure, there was Star Wars games back in the day. And sure, there was like Harry Potter movie games. But like to actually come out and be a successful AAA game that actually does something unique and does something successful in the gaming sphere with this established IP could be pretty cool. And stands on its own, right? Kind of right. does all the things you said, but really you could know nothing else and dive into this and be like, whoa, I, I really enjoy this. Agreed. Any any other thoughts before we wrap up the discussion on Hogwarts? Nope. Hope it comes this year. I'm of two minds with that release date stuff. It's like, man, they, they don't give a date because they don't want to commit or they don't give a date because they really don't have no. one. So I, who knows? It's all speculation. It can go either way. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we see this towards the end of the year, as they said. All right. So it's been another awesome episode of Busy Sticks. Again, the Geekiverse's all gaming podcast talk show. 
John, where can people find you on socials and uh, what can you tease for the Geekiverse? You can find me at Disruptoid uh, on just about all social media. I'll be talking about baseball because it's back. and I'm excited for the Geekiverse. We're doing all sorts of stuff, man. We are uh, right in the middle of uh, the um, Star Wars. I almost said the MCU reviewed. I'll get to that. But Star Wars reviewed uh, tonight, right after this episode, we're about to record uh, Revenge of the Sith. So we're just wrapping up the prequels. That has been so much fun. Um, so we're getting into the new stuff, the Disney stuff soon. So that's going to be awesome. But we are still trucking away with the MCU reviewed as well. We finally have got, you know, gotten back into that. We just uh, sat down and recorded Captain Marvel with a very special guest. Uh, check that episode out. Endgame is next. We are in the Endgame. I can't, I can't believe we're at this point, man. I, it's like almost like we have to do something special for that episode, like rent out some kind of theater or something. And I don't know. Like it's, we've done, we've done so many of these episodes. It feels so special to finally be at Endgame, but uh, I can't wait to sit down and record that. So, John, I don't know if this has hit you, but it hit me like a slap in the face today. Next week, we'll see how it goes. I oh boy, I know where you're going with this, and I'm about to cry. <laughs> So, Endgame, like, possibly, possibly, so we rank these movies, possibly the number one ranked movie for the MCU reviewed. We're going to talk Avengers Endgame next week. We are also, this is the one I've been waiting for for years. Force Awakens, man. We're ready to talk about possibly the number one movie in Star Wars. Wow. Wow. You're dropping, you're dropping bombs right now on Busy Six. You're not ready for this heat, man. Right. It's right. Can you believe that we will be possibly recording Endgame and The Force Awakens and possibly two number one movies in the Dude. same week? I'm so, glad I, I'm so glad I have next week off. I'm going to watch, gonna them, bo- I'm gonna watch them both like twice. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm pumped about next week, dude. Yeah, that's going to be great. Some good content coming up, man. Give me Endgame with the MCU and we're getting into the Disney stuff with Force Awakens. Let's go. Maybe a little It Takes Two. I don't know. I'm just saying it could be a we'll really see. crazy week. It'd be nuts. All right. Let's get nux, folks. I love it. Uh, I am Brosai. You can find me at I am Brosai on social media. Uh, talking Buffalo Sabers, our new friend, the newly engaged Alex Tuck, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Congrats, so, Alex Tuck. Big fan guy, of the show, I'm man. sure. Just take it. You know, Jack Eichel's probably not engaged. Sorry. Kick him while Sorry. We're, we're having a lot of fun here, as you can tell, on the Geekiverse. We also love hockey. Thanks for tuning in at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. We've been streaming all of our shows live, whether that's Busy Sticks, our all-gaming talk show, the MCU Reviewed, or Star Wars Reviewed. Lots of good stuff on the horizon for John. I'm Josiah. We'll catch you soon. Stay tuned for Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. 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 <laughs>